this episode, what to watch, consider and avoid featuring Jungle Cruise, Vivo and Shiva Baby, plus the most anticipated films of myth and where you can watch them, and also a discussion of our favourite movie memories. Hi everyone, my name is Alyssa Delio and I'm very excited to welcome you to the first episode of Loves a Good Flick, because everybody loves a good flick. Okay, that's going to get old really quickly, but um, we'll see how we go. Anyway, you're probably wondering, who is this childlike voice speaking to me right now who claims to know enough about film that she'll go and make a podcast about it? Now, I don't know everything about film. I don't, but I, I know a fair bit, I think. I, I watch a lot of movies, probably too many movies. I should probably do something else with my time, but it's just what I do. People have other hobbies, you know, sport cycling. It's a very oddly specific thing to say, but I don't know. Uh, but me, I just, I go watch movies automatically when I have free time. It's what I do. I'm a writer. I've studied screenwriting and screen and media, filmmaking, done some short films, written some scripts. I think I've been watching movies like as soon as I came out of the womb. Probably not straight out of the womb, but I'm guessing soon after that. Um, my childhood, I had a pretty classic introduction to cinema. Basic. I think is the word, you know, the Disney movies, the DreamWorks movies, the Barbie movies, which are severely underrated. And honestly, we should talk about them more, but that's for another time. And, you know, to me, Ice Age was like Citizen Kane. You know, honestly, it still is kind of like Citizen Kane to me. But yeah, that's the thing. I was just watching them all the time. So engrossed by the characters and the humour and the worlds. And then as I got older, I realised there's a whole industry behind filmmaking. Films don't come out of thin air. There's a crew, there's a whole process that goes into it. And that's how my, you know, my genre taste expanded. I got into drama, thriller, um, horror, Western, probably not Western. I'm not actually a huge Western fan. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm picky with Western. We'll say that I'm picky. I do like some Western films, but I wouldn't say it's the top genre for me. Anyway, enough about Western films for now. And foreign films. Foreign films. I discovered foreign films. I discovered a whole bunch of films I had never seen before, and it just kind of blew my mind. And now I pretty much am open to watching any film out there, unless it's 365 Days or Tall Girl or The Emoji Movie. And yeah, that's kind of the reason behind putting this podcast together. I watch so many movies, I talk about movies all the time, and I'm like, why don't I actually do something useful with this? And that's kind of how Love's a Good Flick was born. So thank you for tuning in, i got to say. This is my first time podcasting, so I kind of have no idea what I'm doing, but, you know, just going to go with the flow and see how we go. This is an Aussie-based podcast. We're in Melbourne at the moment. And hopefully every episode will have discussions around new releases, so recommendations, things to watch, things to avoid, film debates, current news in the film industry, um, hopefully some special guests, which might start out on a smaller scale. You know, I've got my sister coming up on this episode. I know, crazy, but, you know, maybe the special guest list might expand later on. Uh, trivia, rankings, and a whole bunch of things. Not every episode will be the same, but there will be a formula of segments that we kind of follow. And I'm going to try to have episodes uh, tailored to times of the year, Halloween, Christmas. There's more holidays than that, but my brain just isn't going there at the moment. Also, I like to think I'm very versatile in my film taste. So I love the Marvel movies, but I also love 
art house movies, and I want this podcast to be a reflection of that. Whether you're into the Fast and Furious or French Impressionism or something, we probably won't be talking about French Impressionism, but you get what I mean. Anyway, whether you're into big scale, small scale, there'll hopefully be something for you and something that you can get out of this. You know, I think there's no better time to be talking about movies and uh, things we want to recommend and share than in, you know, a time where so many people are in lockdown or inside their homes and have nothing to do but watch movies. I think perfect timing and I'd love if you came out of this with a film that you would never have considered watching but you might discover something you really like. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. We'll go on this strange cinematic journey together and hopefully it'll be a lot of fun and you get something out of it. So let's go straight into it. So on each episode of Love's a Good Flick, we're going to do a segment called Watch, Consider or Avoid. It's pretty self-explanatory, but I'll explain it anyway. We look at the latest releases in cinemas or streaming and we tell you what to watch what to consider, and what to avoid if it's really bad. First up is the new Disney movie Jungle Cruise, which is currently in cinemas and for those in lockdown, streaming on Disney Plus with premiere access. So the film follows Dr. Lily Houghton, who's played by the delightful Emily Blunt. She enlists the help of Frank Wolf, who's played by always charismatic Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, sorry, as she needs him and his boat to take them down to the Amazon River in order to find an ancient tree that holds the power to heal and could change medicine forever. But with the jungle in full force and heaps of bad dudes coming after them who also want to find the tree, it's not going to be smooth sailing. So for those who don't know, this is actually based on a ride at Disneyland and I'm kind of spewing I didn't go on it. I went to Disneyland like two years ago before the pandemic hit full force and after watching the movie this ride would have been so fun to go on. I don't know why I didn't go on. I think we went in winter so I reckon we didn't want to get wet because it's one of those rides where you definitely get wet and we're just like no it's cold we're gonna get a cold. But looking back we should have just gone for it like it looked from watching the movie it would have been fun. Anyway, not the first Disney movie to be made based on a ride. Pirates of the Caribbean was also, of course, based on the ride. And look, this movie is exactly what you would expect from the trailer, but in a good way. It's an action-packed, good old-fashioned adventure movie. And that's simply all it is, but it's not trying to be anything more. It knows it's not going to win lots of Oscars, but that's not the movie it's trying to be. It's definitely got vibes of Pirates of the Caribbean, Indiana Jones, and The Mummy. They even have, like, some of the same sort of characters. you got the brother-sister duo, like, in The Mummy, who team up with the big action hero, which is in this film as well. And while that whole thing's been done to death, it doesn't make it any less exciting, I would say, because I still had a lot of fun watching this. It's got some great action pieces, it's visually impressive, like any Disney movie, and it's got some good comedy throughout. It's carried really well by the two leads, of course, Emily Blunt and The Rock. Emily Blunt is always great in everything, and The Rock is great too, like he's just your classic, reliable action movie star. However, his casting seems a little strange here just because of the time period. He just looks really out of place with like his big muscly body and like those period outfits, especially when he wears like his little sailor hat. He just looks so big, it just looks so strange. And there's one scene, I think near the end, where he's in like a full 
period outfit and he's got this tiny top hat on top of his bald head and it just looks so funny it just looks so just he's so big no one back then was that big so the story isn't particularly memorable or tight you know it's not gonna again win any oscars but it doesn't really matter it's super fun this is pure escapism and adventure and that's all you need sometimes and i found it highly entertaining so i would say definitely watch jungle cruise you'll have a lot of fun with it New on Netflix is the animated musical film Vivo, which stars Lin-Manuel Miranda as Vivo, who is a kinkajou, which is a honey bear from Cuba, if I'm correct. God, I just watched the movie. I should know this. Anyway, Lin-Manuel Miranda is having a great year, i got to say. In the Heights, now this, Hamilton as well, doing well in parts of the world. So he's on a bit of a roll at the moment. So Vivo is about the kinkajou. And he lives in Cuba with his owner, Andreas, and they perform music together. They don't speak the same language, but that's how they connect through their music, which is very beautiful. The kids' films just always hit those emotional notes. Now, Andreas gets a letter from Marta Sandoval, who is a singer who he used to perform with. And he had feelings for her, but never told her. And she moved to Miami and they were separated. But now Marta is inviting him to sing at her farewell concert and for them to have one last performance. However, of course, tragedy strikes, and Andreas is not able to go. So Vivo is tasked with going on a wild adventure across the ocean to deliver a love song to Marta, which Andreas wrote, and she never got to hear. So look, the story itself is pretty formulaic, and the beats are predictable. It's not there in terms of storytelling like a Pixar movie, but then again, what is? But this is one of the better animated films I've seen recently. I had a lot of fun with this. Um, it's got gorgeous animation. It's bursting with colour. It's so vibrant, especially now during these times. It's just like the perfect sort of escapist movie. Just so colourful and in your face, but in a great way. And it's got such a nice mix of 2D and 3D animation, which I really like too. The voice performances are really fun. Lin-Manuel Miranda's great. His sidekick, Gabby, who's like a full-on crazy tween girl. She's a lot of fun too. They make a pretty good duo. It's got some really catchy tunes, of course, with any Lin-Manuel Miranda project. Some songs stand out more than others, but you're definitely going to have one or two songs stuck in your head after the movie, and it's going to be very annoying. And again, yeah, it's predictable, but it's very sweet and very touching. Kids will adore it, and I, as a 22-year-old, really liked it. So that's a good thing, because it can be very hit and miss with a lot of animated films these days. So I think Vivo is definitely one to watch. So this next film I'm going to talk about literally just opened in theatres as soon as the big lockdown in Melbourne happened. So it hasn't really had a fair run at all. So that's why I wanted to include it, and because it was one of my favourite films that I saw at MIFF's online program last year. So this one's called Shiva Baby. It's an independent American film, and it's kind of just like one of those rare gems that not a lot of people know about or have heard of, but it's so, so good. So I think you already know how I'm going <laughs> to rate this movie, but I'll tell you about it anyway. So the plot is essentially... Uh, about a college student named Danielle. She's Jewish and she attends a shiva, which is a funeral service, a Jewish funeral service. And she runs into her sugar daddy and her ex-girlfriend. So you probably can't get any more awkward, awkward with that, especially with, you know, all those overbearing relatives around. Being Italian, I could sort of imagine that situation and that would not be fun. And that's how this film paints that situation. It is one of the most stressful watches of the year, honestly. Like, pair it with, like, uncut gems. 
It is so <laughs> stressful. But the director does such a great job at making use of one setting. It's set within like one house where they're having the service. And it's she gets that claustrophobic, really sort of um, claustrophobic, anxiety-inducing atmosphere. It depicts it so well. You're just so engrossed from start to finish. And it's such a short watch too. It's literally like an hour and 20 minutes or just under I think but it does so much within its short run time um, it's darkly funny the humor is really good it's balanced out by like funny moments and really sort of awkward cringy moments and also kind of just some sad more somber moments too it's really realistic I think in the writing and the way it's filmed it, it, there's nothing glossy about it that it's very not gritty but it's it's not glamorized in any way so as you may have guessed, I'm 100% saying watch this. As soon as cinema's open again, make this the movie to go to. And The Suicide Squad, even though I haven't seen The Suicide Squad. But if you want something that's not The Suicide Squad, because I assume everyone's going to go see that, including myself, go watch this. I will say you really enjoyed it in a stressful way. So the Melbourne International Film Festival was supposed to kick off its in-cinema sessions this week but in a move we all saw coming but it still hurts nevertheless, the in-cinema sessions have been cancelled due to COVID-19. Again we all saw this coming but it still bloody sucks. So for those who don't know, MIF for film lovers in Melbourne is kind of like Christmas all at once. There's all these amazing films they have part of the program, you usually take time off of work, you go to the city, it's, it's a lot of fun usually, but of course in this climate that sort of thing is very uh, difficult to have. Now MIF, we're lucky that MIF still has an online segment part of the program, so they've got 60 plus films streaming online at MIF Play, so definitely go check those out if you can and rent a film or two, it'll really help to support the festival during this time, which I'm pretty sure has been awful for them. However, the program they had for in-cinema sessions was incredible, with some of the most anticipated movies of the year. And I'm super disappointed that we don't get to see them, but we're lucky because a lot of these films, especially some of the bigger ones, are going to get cinema releases soon. So I thought I'd share a list of some of the most anticipated films that were supposed to premiere at MIFF but are coming to cinemas soon. So one way or another, you're going to get to see them. So the first film on my list, and probably the one I'm most excited for out of all the films on this list, is Palazzo di Cozzo, which is a documentary about... Franco Cozzo, you may know him from his famous furniture commercials. He's a furniture salesman, uh, Italian, very Italian. Um, and you've probably seen his furniture in your nonno or nonno's home if you're Italian. Not only is this documentary going to be great because Franco Cozzo is such a big personality and that just shows through his commercials. So I'm sure it'll be highly entertaining, but it seems like it's also going to go sort of into the whole Italian migrant experience, which is really exciting because that's sort of a world I've grown up in and to see that on screen, it's going to be really refreshing and probably not, we haven't seen it a lot before, so that's pretty cool. And also kind of how, you know, that generation sort of fits into contemporary Australia and like how they keep up with it. I always find that really interesting, like culture clashes and new versus old so I think it'll be a really uh, entertaining and insightful documentary which is how a documentary should be. Palazzo di Cozzo is in cinema September 16. Next film on the list is Pig. 
I know, interesting name, Pig. Anyway, this is a new movie starring Nicolas Cage. So, of course, everyone knows Nick Cage, bit of a legend. But you'll notice that the kind of projects he's been doing lately aren't really mainstream Hollywood. He's appeared in quite a few art house sort of strange... Uh, I don't even know the word, but his films have been quite weird of late. So Mandy, if you've seen, he kind of goes on a killer rampage in that one. Color Out of Space, which is like a cosmic horror. And Willy's Wonderland, which I didn't actually watch, but it's him like fighting puppets or something. I don't even know. I'm probably saying... <laughs> I love that career trajectory for him though, just from like doing all these serious movies and action movies to these wild wild sort of art house movies. You know, good on him. He's Nicolas Cage, you can do what he wants. But anyway, Pig. Pig is his latest movie and apparently it's actually, it's another interesting one but not crazy. It's more sort of like somber and reflective I've heard, kind of focuses a lot on grief which you wouldn't think from watching the trailer and also just seeing poster and reading the synopsis. Anyway, the synopsis is, so Nicolas Cage plays a guy who lives alone in the wilderness. He's a truffle hunter. And then he returns to his home, the city, because he's looking for the person who stole his beloved pig. So you don't get a lot from that, and you don't really get a lot from the trailer either, but it, it gets you interested. And frankly, I like anything that's a bit strange and off-center, so I'll definitely watch this. And, you know, Nicolas Cage, great actor. So I'm sure he gives a great performance. Um, so this is definitely one to check out if you want something a bit different and if you're needing that Nicolas Cage fix. And this is also in cinemas, September 16 as well. So go watch Franco Cozzo and Pig <laughs> double feature. <laughs> Next on the list is Zola. So Zola is the new A24 film. Love a good A24 film. If anyone doesn't know, A24 is an independent production company and they're like amazing. Usually, most of the time. They've had a few duds, but mostly good. Their content is always interesting and different to any mainstream stuff you see, so you always want to check it out. Anyway, Zola is their latest film, and it's about... It's actually based on a Twitter thread. This has got to be the first film that's based on a Twitter thread. Apparently, it's, like, got 148 tweets in the thread, and it's a wild story, according to Zola. Zola's a real person who tweeted this all about what happened. So they've made a film. So Zola is a waitress. She's seduced into a weekend of stripping in Florida for quick cash. And then the trip kind of gets out of hand. It involves a pimp, a boyfriend, and just a whole bunch of crazy stuff happens apparently. If you watch the trailer, it looks pretty wild. Um, I like anything like this, sort of just a crazy film with unhinged characters. And I think... What draws me in the most is the fact that it's based on the Twitter thread, like how they put that to a film. I'd like to watch the movie first, then read the Twitter thread, I think, and just see how they did that. Zola is in cinemas September 23, so be sure to check it out. Up next is Lamb. So I know I've already spoken about a movie called Pig. This is Lamb. It's completely unrelated. They're not connected in any way. People just like naming their movies after farm animals, apparently, in 2021. Because there's also a movie called Cow, I think. I read somewhere. I wonder if there's a movie called Chicken. Anyway, <laughs> just a whole, like, series of farm animals. Yeah, I'm getting off topic. Okay, Lamb. So Lamb is another A24 movie, like Zola, and it focuses on a couple who discover a newborn um, in their farm. It's set in Iceland, but... From the trailer, it seems like the newborn that they find 
is a lamb or like it's half human half lamb so it's like a lamb child <laughs> oh my god like how do they pitch these things in meetings like when you watch the trailer you're interested you genuinely want to watch it and it it could be something that works just because of how strange it is but I always wonder like where does the idea come from anyway apparently at first it's like great they wanted a child but then things turn creepy and not right as you can see from the trailer it all kind of starts to get a bit strange which is not surprising if you find a child who's probably half lamb half human again I'm interested to watch this just to see what the hell is going on if you also want to know what the hell is going on, Lamb is in cinemas October 14. Next movie on the list is Annette. I just want to say that most of these films are art house films and kind of have weird plots. So it's myth. What do you expect? Don't expect anything too mainstream. Probably the Franco Cotza movie is the most mainstream thing on this list. Anyway, Annette is a new movie. It's a musical and it stars Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard. He plays a comedian and she plays an opera singer. They become a couple and apparently give birth to a child with a strange gift, which will turn their lives upside down. Now, I don't know this for sure, but I read that the child is made out of wood. I, I don't know what's going on with filmmakers this year. Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is Pinocchio, but I was then reading that the puppet in the puppet the the bait the wooden baby in the movie looks kind of more like Chucky which just makes me want to watch it even more honestly yeah apparently this movie is really strange it really just pushes those art house limits nevertheless the cast is awesome it's even got Simon Halberg who played Howard in the Big Bang Theory so like super random role but good on him Annette is in cinemas August 26th so we're at the last movie on the list and this movie is probably going to be one of the most controversial movies of the year. I can just feel it. Like as soon as it was announced, it was causing controversy. So it's Nitram. Nitram is the story of Nitram, who is based on real life killer Martin Bryant, who of course committed the despicable Port Arthur massacre. Um, in 1996 which kind of just haunts everyone to this day of course it was responsible for the gun laws that we have in Australia which I'm honestly so grateful for but it's it's kind of just something that just haunts every like I wasn't even alive when it happened and when I hear about it I just get chills it's just one of those things just so evil I guess. And so when they first announced this movie, I actually thought that they were making a movie about the Port Arthur Massacre, like the actual event. And I was like totally against it. I was like, what the hell? No, why would anyone make a movie of that? I'm not watching that. But then I read that it's actually about him, Nitram, Martin, apparently, well, I keep saying his name, but apparently in the movie, they don't use his name at all. It's about him and kind of the events that led up to the massacre and like, why it happened I guess not that there's a reason there shouldn't be a reason but yeah it's an it's an interesting one it's it's got it premiered at Cannes Cannes Film Festival and it got quite good reviews it's going to be interesting interesting to see how it's received here though because I think that's still such a raw event for a lot of people and just I don't know how it's going to sit with people but I am I am very intrigued to watch it. It's got Caleb Laundry Jones, who is a really 
promising up-and-coming actor. He's had quite a few supporting roles in uh, films like Three Billboards, Outside Ebbing, Missouri, The Florida Project, Get Out. This is like his first leading role. And yeah, it'll just be interesting to see how the filmmakers tackle this. I'm definitely keeping an open mind. It will be quite a difficult watch, I think. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle it and how it's received here. So probably viewer discretion is advised if, if, if you think it's going to be too much or too disturbing. Don't watch it. But yeah, it definitely is going to be one of the most interesting films of the year, I think. So that's going to be in cinemas September 30. great things about watching movies is going to the cinema obviously but not just that the experience that comes with going to the cinema it might be you know seeing a movie for the first time and the way it made you feel and so that cinema experience sticks with you in particular or maybe it's what happened at the cinema because the cinema can be a weird place a lot of people go there and all sorts of things can happen in that dark room with all those people and that sometimes sticks with you more than the movie itself, especially if the movie isn't very memorable. So I thought, what better topic to kick off our first discussion for our first episode than our most memorable movie experiences of going to the cinema? And my special guest today is a very, very special person to me. She, uh, well, I wouldn't say she's as much into the movie going as I am, but we've been to the cinemas a lot together and seen a lot of things together. So I thought, what better person to pick than my sister, Olivia? I know, stand back crazy, had to pull out the big guns for this special guest. Very hard considering her busy schedule, but nevertheless, thank you for being here, Olivia. Thank you for having me. I'm sure this was very difficult for you to be here. So difficult, cannot believe it. So, Olivia, you you like movies, yeah? I do, I love movies, who doesn't? That's true, um, it's be crazy. Um, but probably not as... Not as it. extreme as you. No. You're full on. Like, yeah, you'll watch anything. I'm more limited. Like, I am stick more to comedy, you know, okay, action. Okay, Yeah. Yeah, like, I wouldn't go and do horror, whereas you would. You're missing out, Olivia. No. Yeah. <laughs> so many good horror movies. I mean, no thank you, but... I mean, yeah. I'm I mean, you probably won't sleep at night, which will exactly, affect me. So. Yeah, exactly, so let's not. Anyway, what... So, talking about movie experiences, mm-hmm. what's sort of the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of a memorable movie theatre... Um, experience? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is probably my favourite memory at the movies was when we went to see Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that, like, I literally just came that day because the whole family was there. Like, we had so many people there. You had never seen Star Wars I had Wars never before, seen right? Star Wars, no. And I just wanted That's to crazy. go because it was like a day out. But yeah. then once, like, I was in the cinema, it was all quiet, you know, I was waiting there with my popcorn. Then all of a sudden, this massive, loud, like, the music yeah, came the on. Da, yeah, the yeah with the opening credits and I was like just mesmerizing we were in extreme screen as well and I was like oh my god this is amazing and then after that like I love the film it's crazy like I went I marathoned the Star Wars films and now I love them so you had to sit through the prequels I did I did that was that was interesting (laughs) it was fun because it was very interesting but that was good yeah no that was a fun day I remember because like all our family friends came and these little kids who, like, hadn't seen Star Wars. Yeah. But I think everyone, like, loved it, which was so nice everyone to see. Everyone loved it. But so fun. Yeah. 
That was a great experience, yeah. That's one of the better ones. I mm. have, like, a bad sort of one I can share. Oh, you no. weren't there, but oh, mum was. Oh, oh, gosh. I think, do you know where I'm going I with know this? where you're yeah. going with this. So, it was the Melbourne International Film Festival. No disrespect to Miff. I love Miff. But we went and saw one particular film in 2019, which was in Fabric, which is... Well, it's, it's marketed as a horror comedy from A24 mm-hmm. about... A murderous dress that kind of goes from owner to owner and sort of basically messes up their life. Um, I thought I had a spare ticket and I it was at the Astor Theatre in St Kilda and I needed someone to take me because so it's so... I had to put mum through, through it. I was like, yep. can you take me and come sit through this movie with me? And she was like, okay. I was like, it'll probably be really good. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like A24 and it's myth. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ooh, was I wrong? <laughs> no disrespect to anyone who likes the movie, but it was genuinely one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And it was just so funny because when the credits rolled and the lights came up, I literally just turned to my mum. And the first thing I said was, I'm so sorry I put you through that. And she was just like, Alyssa, what was that? <laughs> and it was so funny because we are coming out and we are kind of just sort of scarred and just like didn't quite know what to do or make of it. We are kind of speechless. And everyone around us, because, you know, like people who get into really arty movies. Like, yeah. I like arty movies, but there's people who get, like, like super... Next level. Like, yeah. they like any weird shit you throw at them. Yeah, yeah. And they were all like, that was amazing. That was the best <laughs> movie I've ever seen. And we we're all just like, what the hell? <laughs> Did we watch the same thing? Yeah. And it was just, it was terrible. And I don't think she's actually ever forgiven me no. <laughs> for that whole thing. But it's funny to think about. But yeah, now I'm very careful when I choose movies to bring mum to, just mm-hmm. because of that experience. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, like, another experience that comes to my mind this is another good one the bad ones are coming up <laughs> the bad ones are coming yeah but this is an interesting one so i don't know how old i was when we saw mocking jay part one in cinemas oh yeah i was maybe i don't know like 11 maybe i was young mm-hmm. and so we'd gone to see that the cinemas and i'd never really seen like a film like that you know at the movies and i was really enjoying it you know it was all good and then we got to the end you know the part when so they rescue Peter from the Capitol. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah, like, he's, he's being gone monitored. a bit. He's gone a bit funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was not expecting this at all. She walks in. I thought they were going to have, like, a really nice reunion, yeah. you know. And then, like, he starts when he attacks her and it's like a jump yeah. scare. Oh, my God. I was I remember shocked. that. You were traumatised. I was traumatised. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? And then we went out for lunch or, like, dinner afterwards. And, and you were in the restaurant. Talking about I just kept going, like... <laughs> Oh my god, so Peter just did that? Peter, like, what just look how happened? that happened to Peter. Yeah, like, like, I would not shut up. We got home. Oh my god, Katniss and Peter. Like, <laughs> that was that was amazing. I actually do remember. You did not stop talking about I didn't. that. I'm sorry. It was kind of annoying. I, I, I read the book so I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, but... I had no clue. That was a good shock, though. I did like that. And sometimes there's just really weird movie experiences that you can't explain. Like, Little Women. I don't oh, know if you remember that. How could I forget that? <laughs> oh god. Like, that's a, I love that movie, but the start will always, I'll have this memory. We we saw it, we're at the cinema, we saw it with mum, and the movie was about to begin, the lights went out, and there were like heaps of old ladies in there, it was pretty cute. Yeah. We were probably the youngest people in the cinema. Mm-hmm. And then this old lady's phone starts ringing, but the movie has started. Yeah. The lights are down and the movie has started. And she's got it on loudspeaker and she's speaking to this lady and she's like, oh, hi, hi. She's like, I'm just at the movies at the moment. <laughs> like, really loud. Full on having a conversation on loudspeaker while the opening scene is happening. Yeah. And everyone's just looking at each other like, what do we do? Like, yeah. Remember the other lady that, like, told her off? Yeah. 
She was savage. Like, she was just yelling at the phone, yeah, how are you? Like, <laughs> and we were just looking at each other like, what's going on? Like, everyone shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Old ladies be crazy. I know. <laughs> that was a classic. Are there any, like, other bad ones oh, that God. stand All out right. to you? Well, this one's going to embarrass you a little, oh, put no. you on the spot. But Don't do this to me. I will. That time we went to see Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, and we okay. booked it because... I think it was like opening weekend, you know, so we booked it and we trusted you with the booking, which we won't do again because you thought that the front was the back. I was like, yes, we've got great seats at the back. It was in premium as well. So we're going to be reclined. You know, I was all ready. We get there. We're reading the tickets with mum. We're like, this just doesn't look right. Alyssa, you idiot. This is at the front. And so we're there at the very front and like my neck is strained. I'm looking up at the screen Good movie, like really good movie. I loved it, but oh my god! And wasn't it like because it was in premium? It's like two, two seats, it's yeah. like coupled seats. You and so I. So mum was with some random dude, yeah. and it looked like they were on a date. They were on it was a like date. fifteen or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I'm sorry. No, I'm now I'm so careful though. I scan the screen like really read things. Yeah. Look read. at where it says this is where <laughs> this the, is screen the screen is, and this is the back. Get us yeah. to double check. I'm sorry. <laughs> and on the topic of you making mistakes and doing ridiculous <laughs> why is this things, is a topic of discussion. <laughs> oh, it's not what I invited was, you here for. Oh, that's what I'm here for. When we went to see the Last Jedi. I'm pretty sure it was. Everything Star Wars. It's everything Star Wars. Everything happens at the Star Wars films. (laughs) And we got like this massive family popcorn. I was so excited. Cinema popcorn is something you don't have often and you look forward to it. And when you have it, it's like just on a different level. You enjoy it so much. So, you know, obviously we're very happy. We're sitting down, got it next to me. I'll get you to hold it for me for a sec. Next thing I know, it's on the floor because you knock it over really carelessly. I'm like, are you serious? I took a photo. all three quarters of it was completely full it was all over the floor i was so embarrassed for the ushers to walk and then see all this popcorn on the floor and the so, people like sitting next to us they were judging like, us so happened? hard <laughs> thanks for that Alyssa. i'm sorry <laughs> let's turn it to a bit more positive because I, I feel like it's just me making fun of me and my incompetence let's turn it around it's so good when you go to a movie like on opening weekend or like with a full theater it's just different to watching it by yourself like just the energy and the audience mm-hmm. and like everyone reacts to everything and mm. laughs at everything I gotta say one of the most fun movie screenings I've been to was The Disaster Artist it was at Cinema Nova I think it was like a few weeks before the movie came out and Greg Sestero was there who's in the original The yeah. Room so everyone was like really hyped That's awesome. and um we were all just like laughing at everything it was so funny everyone was just so excited and even in the credits everyone was clapping to the music like <laughs> We're at, like, a concert or something. It was just so fun. I just wish every movie could be like that. Yeah. And even, like, I think it was the last Harry Potter. That's, like, a whole different experience for me because that was, like, very emotional. And I think as soon as the credits started rolling, I was, like, bawling my eyes out and I didn't want to leave the theatre. I was there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were in tears. (laughs) Gosh. But that was was so good as well because everyone was just so reactive. And Mm. I remember the part where uh, Harry has died mm. and he's on platform nine and three quarters and there's, like, the little Horcrux that he killed and it's, like, this gooey Voldemort. And everyone was just That's like, right. ew, collectively. Cr- oh, and also when we saw um, oh, another Star Wars thing, when we saw Rise of Skywalker in L.A., 
we just happened, we were in LA on holiday. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> we don't just go to LA. Went to LA, LA to see the film. We just went to LA for the premiere. Oh, we actually were in LA for the premiere. We but, were. But we couldn't get in. No, no. That's another story. But anyway. And when the Kylo Ren and Rey kiss That's happened. Wild. Everyone was, was so like, everyone was like, ugh. No like, again, like, react. no one knew how to, it was so everyone good. Everyone was just shocked. Everyone, there was just, like, this uncomfortable energy yeah. in the audience. And it was a really big cinema as well, so it was mm. quite funny. Guardians of the Galaxy. Something happened there. What happened to Guardians of the Galaxy? It was, oh, when, I think, the second one. Yeah, when... Yondu, Yondu, when Yondu right. died. When Yondu died, and then there was just this random kid absolutely sobbing like uncontrollably sobbing it was so sad but it was so cute and we were just looking at each other like oh like that's funny and then i remember another i think it was ant-man or one of the ant-mans it was this kid just like bopping his head to the marble <laughs> when, when it opened when it opened he was like don't 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 he was just like bopping his head to it in oh oh i love Seeing kids at Just the crowd. So like, the everyone's crowd. so fun and interesting. See, and that's also good. That's why, obviously, streaming is a big thing now. And because mm. of COVID, you know, we're watching all things at home. But we got to keep the cinema experience going. It's too good. Because everyone comes together to see a Like, film. literally a bunch of strangers gather together in yeah. a room. A darkened room, for yeah. that matter. <laughs> and watch a movie. Like, and see how many, like, memories we have of just these random people that do little things that just make us laugh, you know? It's just, it's funny. Yeah. It's good. If you can, if there's a movie you want to see, go see it, okay? Got to keep the movie experience alive. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for this discussion, Olivia. It's been really good very going welcome. over some of our movie memories. Yeah, I've forgotten about so many, so it's so great. So it turns out my previous guest, my sister, Olivia, has something else prepared for me and I'm a bit scared. Olivia, please, do you care to explain? All right, so since you're... The movie queen, you know everything about movies. Not everything. I figured I'd put together a mini tr- film trivia. Oh no! Um, so oh god! There's five questions. Now it's very random. I had a lot this of trouble. This could be very embarrassing if I don't get these. I'm gonna look like such an idiot. Look, a couple of them I think are very easy. Some of them you're just gonna think like, what made you think of that? But here it is. So I'm actually excited, like, because yeah. you aren't really like. You watch movies, but you don't know about, like, film trivia that much. They're not very deep. They're very, very basic questions. Oh, well. Some of them are a bit hard, so I hope. All right. I've got my game face on. I'm ready. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So the first question is actually involves an audio that I'll be playing for you. Oh, God. So the question is, this is the main theme from what Marvel Cinematic Universe film? Oh, God. Okay. All right. So I'm going to play it now. All right. I feel bad because I got it straight away, Olivia. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Excellent. See, I, st- I told you, there's a couple of very easy ones. All right. Well done. Nice. All right. Uh, now I just want to rewatch Guardians of the Galaxy. I know. All right. Question two. For what movie did Steven Spielberg win his first Oscar for Best Director? Oh, my God. I actually think I don't know this. Oh, excellent. <laughs> oh, no. Brilliant. I want to say... I want to say Jaws... But it's probably wrong. You get one attempt. Oh, actually, you know what I will say? Yep. All right, this is going to be my answer. All it's right. probably wrong, and I'm going to be highly embarrassed. All right. Schindler's List. Lock it in. Lock it in. 
Correct. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yes. That would have been so bad. Well done. So that was a good no, one. No, because I thought Jaws, but then I thought it's too early in his career mm-hmm. for an Oscar. No, I don't so, know. So, yeah. And you there know. we go. <laughs> and, like, Schindler's, wi- li- Schindler's, wi- Schindler's, Schindler's List Schindler's won, like, everything. So yeah. he had to win. Yeah. yeah. All right. Question three. Oh, God. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Why would you Stone? give me a Harry Potter question? You know I'm going to get it. Wait till the end. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was released on what date exactly oh, in Australia? <laughs> oh, my God. It's November. Correct. But I... <sighs> the, obviously, you know the year. 2001. Correct. Yes. So, November 2001. What date? Oh, God. I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to get it wrong. I know it's like... I think it's around, like, the 18th or the 19th or... If so, so embarrassing if I'm completely wrong. You're kind of... start of November. You got a little bit right. 20-something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Five seconds. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's like it's like Millionaire Hot Seat. Millionaire Hot <laughs> The Seat. thing's running out. Um, uh, November 20th. 29th. Oh, you're kidding me. No. I, no it is November I don't remember 29. it being so late. That's all right. Oh, God. Well, that's, that's according that's to wrong. Google. So <laughs> Maybe Google's wrong. No, nah, they're right. probably right. Question four. This one is really random, but I came up with it. I'm very proud. Okay. All right. Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper have worked together in movies a number of times. How many? Oh, okay. I can do this I think one. you can do this, yeah. All right. So, Silver Linings Playbook. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, American Hustle. Yep. Joy. Yep. And there's one more. Oh, I never watched it, but it's called Serena. Correct. Is that the four? Yeah. There's four films and you named all of them. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Well done. I knew you'd get that because you've seen the films, you know what I mean? Right. I haven't seen Serena. But like, you know I know See, it, yeah. You know everything. <laughs> Alright. I didn't know Harry Potter well, and I, I'm like a Harry Potter, like, nut. That's that was a very movie. specific random question. <laughs> Anyway, all right, question five, the last question, save the best for last. Samuel Jackson oh, no. has been in more than how many films? A, 100, <laughs> B, 150, or C, 200? Oh, my God. Okay. It feels like 200. I know. But... It, I know. <laughs> um, it could be. I'm going to say it's more than 100. I'm guessing... I'm tossing between 150 and 200 because I just feel like okay, so it would be a surprise. Kicked off A, B or C, 150 or 200. Let's go 150. Lock it in. Lock it in. Correct. Oh, thank God. 150. Okay. So he's been in more than 150. That's still insane. Though. I know. What the hell? It's crazy. <laughs> Amazing, though. <laughs> That's why he's in, like, every movie. Exactly. All right. Well, that concludes this mini film trivia. <laughs> I feel okay. I, I got, like, one wrong. You got... But I got the Harry Potter one wrong. I know, but that was not really, like, a Harry Potter, you know, question. It was more, like, the date, the very specific date. That's okay. That it's all right. I feel that. good that I got the other one. Exactly. See, I do, I do know something. <laughs> something. Well done. I hope you enjoyed my little, my little quiz. It was a bit traumatising. <laughs> Thank you anyway. You're welcome. All right. So that officially wraps up the first episode. Wow, we made it. I can't believe it. And I'm still in one piece. That's good. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. 
all going well. We'll have a new episode very soon. Keep watching things, keep streaming if you're in lockdown. If you're one of the lucky ones who lives in a state where there's no lockdown, please go to theatres and support the industry. And we'll see you next time on Love's a Good Flick.